Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Stand Up For The Truth. We will be talking about uh, soul pollution, programming on television, uh, movies. We're talking about the media, talking about the godless programmers and why the church has been generally silent for so many years about this. Um, well, we, we have to start fighting back. We must if we are going to... Um, just, just save the youngest generation from some of this garbage. But a uh, lot to get into today, and first-time guest coming up, very special guest who actually has a lawsuit he's working on against the NFL and Pepsi because of the uh, Super Bowl halftime soft porn show that we were bombarded by just uh, a month ago. So we're going to pray, we're going to open up, and uh, give this one to God as we always do. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us this day. Thank you for giving us purpose and for leading us by your Holy Spirit. We trust you, Lord, to speak and to lead and to guide. And we thank you that we do have the truth to stand on. We pray that you'd uh, encourage more believers to get off the bench and into the game, so to speak, and to be able to bring awareness to some of these issues that are taking our youth by storm. God, we need your wisdom to do this. And we need more people to get involved. And we just pray that you would allow us um, a better understanding of what it means to be salt and light in this culture. And uh, we pray that you'd use us in any way that you will in our sphere of influence. Uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you again for this day that you've made. Your mercies are new every morning. You are faithful. And uh, we commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, about, um, gosh, 11 years ago, no, nine years ago, I'm, where I'm, where's my calendar? Um, I wrote a book called Eradicate, Blotting Out God in America. In chapter 9, I entitled it Soul Pollution. This chapter rated M for Mature. And I talked about television, movies, music, and programming. And uh, Galatians 6, 8, and 9 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. What would our great-grandparents say if they walked into a grocery store, for example, and saw the covers of today's magazines? Well, of course, they'd consider it to be pornographic material, and uh, they'd probably shield the eyes of the nearest children uh, in disgust. Now, imagine our great-grandparents bringing home their first television set, but somehow the programming, when they turn on the TV, mysteriously jumps to the year 2020. And they end up watching, for example, the Super Bowl halftime show with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. After picking themselves up off the floor, they'd probably throw the TV set out the nearest door or window. The question is, what changed? Has God changed? Has the Bible changed? Or has the American church or culture changed? Hollywood continues to push filthy garbage right through our television screens and now our iPhones, and we say nothing because, quote, that's entertainment. We've become desensitized haven't we? Well, what happens when you are now home watching television some night with your family and a raunchy scene comes on? Maybe there's blatant sexuality, partial nudity, profanity, graphic violence. How about the commercials on TV? Or how about promotional uh, ads talking about the TV series that are coming up featuring immorality and well, everything that the Bible calls sin? The truth is it's becoming almost impossible to avoid, but make no mistake, children are paying attention not only to the celebration of sin in all of this programming, but to the reaction of Christian parents, what we do and what we do not do. Sure, we can change the channel or shut it off, 
But what about the millions who are watching, who continue to allow the worldly programming to condition them and push them even further away from the truth of God? A small number of concerned Christians are speaking up, and that includes today's special guest, a former Ohio high school football coach and current online Christian talk show host who really, like many of us, were offended by the onslaught of debauchery displayed last month during the Pepsi NFL Super Bowl halftime show. He's now in the process of suing the NFL and Pepsi for its what would really is soft Porn, uh, a show that included a strip club routine by J-Lo. Dave Dobbenmeyer is a pastor in Central Ohio and host of Pass the Salt Ministries, the web show, Coach Dave Live. Hey, Pastor Dave, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth, brother. Well, thank you, David, but I'm not a pastor. I could never be a pastor. I'm not good at wiping noses and patting little patients on the back, telling them how brave they are for being sick. Oh. I'm a coach. <laughs> All right, I'm well, a you're a coach. coach. All right, a Christian right. coach. I'm a football coach. All right, well. Brother. And I, we do run a ministry called Past Assault Ministries. I am an ordained minister, but I'm, I'm not a pastor. And, and what, kind of, what kind of daddy would not stand up and protect his grandchildren mm. when they bring smut right into our stinking living room. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm a hero. I just think I'm a normal guy standing up and fighting for his, for his grandkids. Well, maybe a hero, maybe a normal guy, maybe something in between, because, uh, as you know, millions of uh, Christians are not standing up and uh, not saying anything, and they're taking the easy way out, really. I think we're so busy these days. But we do have a responsibility for the younger generation. Uh, tell us, uh, Dave, about Pass the Salt Ministries. When did, how did that come about, and uh, uh, what is the goal of Pass the Salt? Well, I was a high school football coach for a long time. And in 1997, I got sued by the American Civil Liberties Union for praying with our football teams. If you can imagine something as horrible oh, as that. Wow. I did that, and I went through a two-year fight with uh, with the ACLU for our God-given right to be able to pray. At the conclusion of I didn't lose my job. I laid it down. I walked away from teaching and coaching and said, uh, somebody's got to get out and wake people up and let them know exactly what's going on in this country. And uh, so we launched Past Assault Ministries. And my wife and I, we've been doing it for, uh, golly, what's 2000? What is it? 20 years, brother. Wow. And we are we're on the front lines. That's we we don't uh, we don't make uh, any bones about it. We are a front line, uh, devil confronting, sin hating, Christ honoring ministry that encourages other men and other women to engage the enemy, to step into the battle. By the way, which is happening outside the four walls of the church. So I'm a little bit of a pariah in that in that aspect of it. I'm not your typical. Christian. I'm not certainly not your typical pastor, although I'm not a pastor, but we are building a, uh, a tremendous movement of godly men and women who are finally coming to the realization that faith without works is dead. Mm. And America is full of dead faith because uh, people will not get out and engage the enemy. That's, in a nutshell, that's what we do, David. And there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, Jesus wrote one of the letters, or spoke to John, who wrote one of the letters in Revelation chapter 3 to the dead church. And um, there are a lot of, quote, dead churches in America today, maybe not born sure. again, maybe not spirit-filled, definitely not influencing culture for Christ, being that salt, being that preservative, being that flavor. Um, tell us a little bit about a couple of things you were involved with in the past, uh, Dave, your willingness to stand with Judge Roy Moore in Alabama. Let's start with that one. Yeah, that, well, that was my first real 4A. But I, just, I was just speaking to the judge the other day. You know, he's, he's running for re-election today down in, in uh, or not for re-election, but for running for Senate in Alabama. Wow. I just, had a, just spoke with him the other day. Uh, well, that was that was back in my younger days. That's 2004. Is one of the first things I did, and we went down. I slept, uh, took a group down. We slept seven nights on the steps at the courthouse there in Mon state uh, state the state house. I'm sorry, in Montgomery, Alabama, and tried to fight the fight to not let the Ten Commandments be taken out of that building. Well, ultimately they were. We know we know that whole story. But uh, it was my first, uh, as I said, foray into the real battle where I understood, saw what it was about, and. 
We've been doing that kind of stuff. Listen, David, I could go on and on and on and tell you story after story after story of little battles we fought and little victories we've won. And my message to everyone is we can win. I got to stop right there because I think a lot of our problem is theological. And by that, I mean this. And I please anybody, folks, if you want to get offended, go ahead. Okay. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay. So, the the idea that we are going to be rescued by a soon coming rapture. Now I'm not arguing it. I'm not here to debate that, but that has caused us to be complacent. Hmm. I hear it everywhere I go. People say, "Well, coach, that's what the you know, it's what the Bible says is going to happen in the end times." Coach, there really isn't anything that we're going to be able to do. You know the story, right, David? Yes, you know, I you know do. How it goes. Yes. And I, I say, I say, listen, I. I don't care what your theology is, but if you believe that Jesus is about to split the eastern sky and we're going to be raptured out of here, then what are you doing sitting on your butt? There's a lot of people that you ought to be warning if you really, really believe that's going to happen. We ought to be, we ought to be out in the streets 24-7 compelling men to come to Christ. But that is not what we're doing. So therefore, in my opinion, faith without works is dead. Our faith, our walk does not match what we claim to believe, David. And, and as a result, we've sat back, we've become, we've become passive. The devil has been full, bore, full gear ahead, like the Green Bay Packers running right over the top of everybody. And we sit in the stands and we cheer or we boo or we do whatever, but we don't want any part of getting on that football field and going against those Packers. And we have to make a decision whether we're in a war or not. And if we're in a war, brother, then we have to occupy till he comes. He who endures to the end will be, will be saved. We've got some enduring we have to do, brother. And I'm fighting as hard as I can, again, for my, for my progeny, for my kids and my grandkids. Amen. Thank you, Dave. We're speaking with Dave Dobbenmeyer of Past Assault Ministries. And you reminded me of a, a line from one of the Lord of the Rings movies. I think it was the middle one where um, the king, King Theoden, was uh, not wanting to go to war and not wanting to risk open war. And Aragorn replied with truth. He basically said, open war is upon you whether you would risk it or not. And uh, It's here. Yeah, it's here. here. And we have a very real enemy that hates us. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's uh, doing a lot of work in America, that's for sure. But um, I want to talk about one other thing you were involved with before we get to the, the actual lawsuit. Okay, two things. Before we get to the lawsuit uh, regarding the Super Bowl halftime uh, soft porn uh, strip show the NFL and Pepsi put on. Um, down in Florida, you were also somehow involved with uh, the, trying to fight for the life of Terry Shivo. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I went to jail for that one. That was the first time I was ever arrested. And, you know, again, it goes back to the exact same thing. How, how, can, how can we, come on, man, how can we as Christians stand by and watch them starve a woman to death? That's what they did, David. Yes, I know. That's what they did. They starved her to death. Mm. And what, what was the uh, end result of that? Well, at the end, when the whole thing was over and she was dead and in her grave, uh, the churches began to tell people, well, that's, you better have a living will. I'm thinking, I, what? What? That's the, me- that's the message here? Mm. Living will? No, no, no. They blatantly murdered her with the approval of the church. I, I hate to tell you, they're killing babies with mm-hmm. the approval of the church. It's been 47 years. At what, at what point do we, we say enough is enough? So I was down there. I was down there. Let me, let me move ahead real quick. We, sure. Kim Davis, you remember Kim Davis? Yeah, in Kentucky, uh, yeah. County, yeah, well, we, went, we, we organized that whole rally down there. We got 20,000 people showed up. We got Kim Davis out of jail. We went out and stood out on the streets. The day they threw her in jail, we, we went out on the streets and handed out flyers. We went to Judge David Bunning's off, uh, home in, in uh, just south of Kentucky, and we, I'm, we, got, we got Kim Davis out of jail, brother. Wow. I'm telling wow. you, Dr. Ken Hoven. Do you know Dr. Ken Hoven? Have I heard that, that name? Dr. Dino, yes. the world's greatest creation yep. evangelist who was in jail for nine years and they were going to put him in jail for the rest of his life for mail fraud from jail. Well, guess what happened? We showed up. We showed up. We did what Gideon said. We shined light and we made noise. And what happened? My golly, 
Judge or uh, uh, Kent Hoven is a free man today Praise because God. we showed up and did something that everybody said was impossible. The federal government, are you sitting down, David? Yes. The federal government had never lost in nine years in that federal court in Pensacola, Florida, and we won. Wow. By the hand of God, because we showed up and we did something, right? So that, this, <clears throat> folks, listen, we either believe it or not. God said, with God, all things are possible. Do we believe that? Yes, or we, we do. Or we defeat us. I was a football coach, man. If those kids on my football team got even an inkling that I had surrendered, we were done. Mm. We were done. I said, brothers, we fight to the end. I don't care if we're getting beat 50 to nothing. We play hard till that whistle blows. Christians need that message, don't they, David? Yes, they do. And uh, we want to direct people to your website. It's CoachDaveLive.com. And one of the first things that's on there is your interview. I believe it was with Fox News. And uh, you can see a little bit more of what we're going to talk about. But there's one more thing that we talked about right before we got on air here today, Dave. And that is um, the fact that Hillary Clinton is now, well, I, who knows if there's going to actually be accountability. But uh, you uh, mentioned the, um, the judicial watch and the uh, federal court orders, the deposition of Hillary Clinton on emails and Benghazi attack records after the prior faulty testimony. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, this is great news because I don't trust the government. The government's been playing two-card money with us. This is Judicial Watch, a non-government agency that the judge permitted, ordered Hillary Clinton to go under oath and talk about Benghazi and her emails and all that stuff. But here's my connection to it, uh, David. Uh, I went by myself to 15 Old House Lane, Hillary's home last April and went there and made a demand that for the Secret Service there that they arrest her that she's violated the law there at three at least three felonies James Comey told us that she had done there and uh, I was hoping to, I'm a fire starter I'd hope to start um, ignite a fire and get other people behind the movement we went back three different times I took I took 50 people back one time I took 75 people back another time and we presented uh, uh, affidavits and we wanted her of, of what she had done we presented it to the state police we presented it to the local police we presented it to uh, the FBI, all of them, evidence of the laws that she had broken there at 15 Old House Lane in Chappaqua, New York. And, of course, up to this point, they have done, done nothing. But we believe that our persistence at staying, staying after Hillary Clinton, who is the most uh, wicked woman probably in the history of the United States, uh, we brought more attention to it. We've kept the pressure up. We have a website, EqualJusticeTour.com, and we believe that Tom Fenton and Judicial Watch is just continuation of the fire that we started. Tom Fenton picked up the ball, has stayed after Hillary Clinton, and brothers, this is the first time Hillary has been been under uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Under investigation outside of the standard deep state. I have, I have great hope that this, this thing's going to lead someplace. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if that woman does not end up in jail, then we don't have a justice system. No. We, have a, we have a legal system, maybe, but we don't have a justice system. And that's going to continue to, uh, she's going to continue to get away with it as long as we, the church, keep our mouths shut about it. Hey, David, listen, I'm not crazy, all right? People say you're nuts. I say, no, I'm not nuts. And if I am nuts, I'm screwed onto the right bolt. I'm serving my Savior. My Savior <laughs> loves justice. Amen. He loves justice, right? That's what this is about. That's why we call it the Equal Justice Tour, because we ain't stopping with Hillary. Amen. Thank you for that. And I see Tom Fitton's tweet about Hillary Clinton back in court, and uh, it's a significant new discovery. It's a shame that it's taken six yep. years. Um, we've been saying for, I don't know, a couple decades now that liberal Democrats seem to be above the law, but we're working, mm -hmm. some people are working on changing this justice system because, as you said, uh, sometimes it just doesn't seem like there is justice. Well, the main topic we wanted to get to today, Dave, is your lawsuit uh, against Pepsi and the NFL for the Super Bowl halftime show because there was no disclaimer, no warning for young children. Uh, we've got to take a break, but I'm pulling up an article here that says there's a report that there were over 1,300 uh, FCC complaints that were filed over the, uh, quote, softcore Super Bowl halftime show. So some people did send their complaints in. We'll talk more about that. And your lawsuit, 
when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Before we get back to our guest, Dave Dobbenmeyer, we of Pass the Salt Ministries, want to remind you that right in our area and across the country, there are actually a lot of rallies going on for 40 Days for Life. And right here in Green Bay, um, there's a public uh, right-of-way on Oneida Street outside of the Planned Parenthood there. And there's uh, a coordinated campaign, a peaceful all-day vigil, prayer, and a lot of people are showing up out there with signs to protect and save the lives of babies in the womb. So there is probably one near you if you want to go to the number 40, 40daysforlife.com and look at the local campaigns, and maybe you can go out and pray and stand in front and, of a clinic, uh, an abortion mill, a business, and uh, hold up a sign. Um, Coach Dave, we've got uh, a flyer in front of us that you're going to be in Wisconsin in Marshfield on March 13 and 14 at the Wisconsin Christian News Ministry Expo and Conference. Tell us a little bit about that before we get into the Super Bowl halftime show. Well, Rob Pugh is, a, is the greatest uh, Patriot and all of Wisconsin, including Aaron Rodgers. Rob Pugh at the, uh, at the uh, Wisconsin Christian News has become a great faithful friend of mine. He publishes the newspaper every, every month. And this year, as, as in years past, he puts together a ministry expo where he invites speakers in at the Marshfield, they're at the mall in Marshfield. And uh, we, we have a we do what we're doing here right now. We we speak to people, we encourage people, we educate people. Come and get some of our materials. See, the scriptures tell us that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and I'm convinced that a lot of people aren't doing anything because they don't know what to do. What are we supposed to do? So that's what we try to do when we go there to the ministry expo. And uh, uh, again, Rob's done that for four or five years. He's a great guy, and if, folks, if you want to really have some impact. Uh, get uh, get some Wisconsin Christian News newspapers and circulate them in your church so we can, again, wake people up to exactly what's going on here in America. Now the lawsuit, Dave. Uh, you are working on filing a lawsuit with Pepsi and the NFL, trying to figure out the legalities behind it and uh, just how to go about doing this in the most effective way. And thank you for uh, doing that, and I hope it makes a huge statement and even makes an impact. I just want to read a quote from Franklin Graham, who uh, commented after that uh, Super Bowl halftime sex stripper softcorn porn show. Um, he said, um, I don't expect the world to act like the church, but our country has had a sense of moral decency on primetime television in order to protect children. We see that disappearing before our eyes. It was demonstrated tonight in the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show with millions of children watching. This exhibition was Pepsi showing young girls that sexual exploitation of women is okay. With the exploitation of women on the rise worldwide, instead of lowering the standard, we as a society should be raising it. I'm disappointed in Pepsi and the NFL. That was Franklin Graham. And Coach Dave, uh, you took it a step further and you put out a video and it was picked up by the New York Post and uh, other outlets and you were saying, hey, just I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, they were showing crotch shots of these women dancing around half naked, and they were. And I know people don't like that language, maybe, especially on Christian radio. But, Coach Dave, we've got to tell the truth. And we've got to talk about <laughs> what actually what, happened. It is what it is, right? Yes. And, and then I say this. I make people mad because I just listened to what you read about Franklin Graham. God bless Franklin Graham. I could not wear his tennis shoes. Wouldn't even try. <laughs> Thank you, Franklin Graham, for being on the front lines. But let me ask you something, Franklin. What are you going to do about it? Mm. What are you going to do about it, brother? See, that's that's the missing oomph yeah. in our battle, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? That's that's our missing oomph. So I this is this was a God ordained thing, David. And here's how I know: the video that went viral. I made in my driveway in my car on Facebook Live. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, yep. just poured out my feelings, right? Yes. How can how can this be happening? How can they bring that stuff into my home without me, without my approval, without any, out any warning? And isn't it time we stood up for children and smart? Do you have any idea the 
the depths of the problems of pornography in America. And we sit there and we laugh about it. People's lives are destroyed. Young girls get molested. Uh, I'm, I'm, come on, it's everywhere, right, David? It's everywhere. This is not a laughing matter. Yeah, sex trafficking so, is a huge issue. That, you know, that this, this, this kind of thing just feeds the fire. This happens across the country. I said, listen, I want to see the F- I want to see the president of the NFL, uh, Good- Goodell, Roger Goodell. I want him on the witness stand. I want to ask him. I want my lawyers asking this. Uh, notice that McDonald's advertises on the Super Bowl. Why do they do that? And he says, well, they want to sell hamburgers. So, so, so does Donato's. They advertise. What do they do? They said, well, they want to sell. Uh, they want to sell pizzas. I says, well, what are they trying to sell at halftime? Mm, interesting. Huh? Yes. Because what they're trying to they? they're trying to sell something, aren't they? Uh, yes, they show, are. That show did, didn't just sneak on there, buddy. There are a lot of planning that went into that, went into that show. And so I'm one of those guys. I want to I want to dig deep and I want to find out. And here's uh, I, I we're, we're bringing a lawsuit. We have not bought brought it yet because it's so complicated and mm-hmm. convoluted. Who do you sue? Sue the FCC? I mean, it's really it's pretty pretty involved. But they they picked the fight with me, David. I made the video. I figured a thousand of my People watch my show and beyond. Maybe they would watch the video, but man, they, the 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 God haters picked it up. And yeah. I, I was on Colbert. I was on. I mean, they made fun. They made they did such a humiliating thing against me on national television on so many different places. And I just I count it all joy. Praise and God. I pray that guys like you, that the Christian media will wake up and give me a platform to say to people, here's what's going on. I couldn't care less if Stephen Colbert hates me. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. They hated me first, he said. I'm not after their approval. I'm trying to wake up Amen. our team. Come on, folks. Come on. Amen. You know, my, my, my sweet little wife said to me the other day, um, she is so sweet, and she said to me, she said, honey, I wonder how many little girls were molested by their older brothers after somebody watched that halftime show. That broke my heart, David. Wow, I don't want to think about huh? that, but I guess guess we need to. And you've got two daughters, huh? don't you, Dave? We have two daughters. We have a son, yeah, we do. And I have six grandbabies, and I'm 67 years old. Wow. I feel like I'm, tw- I feel like I'm 12, but, brother, I'm fighting for those kids. Huh? What, kind of, what kind of grandpa leaves this mess to his children? Exactly. And I'm, I'm counting on the soon return of Jesus. But, brother, if, he is, if, if he's he a little lives, bit late, yep. if he misses his bus, you know what I'm saying? My kids are going to have to live in this in this world in which we live. Yes, and I'm going to do everything I can to straighten it out. And that's why I opened up the program, reading that little uh, that little blurb about what would our great grandparents think about all this mm-hmm. today. Well, you mentioned another issue, and that is the TV ratings, the FCC. And uh, I pulled up an article over at the Parents Television Council in response to thousands of public criticisms about. TV content ratings and the system that's so out of whack and behind by a couple decades. Oh. The, the PTC calls out TV Oversight Monitoring Board for their poor response towards fixing the television ratings system. I know it mm. just takes millions of concerned Christians and Americans to make a phone call or send an email. How would you encourage people to try to uh, let their uh, thoughts be known, Dave? Well, two things. Number one, go to FCC dot, might be gov, the FCC. Just go to the FCC and file a complaint. Now, David, you read it earlier. They said 1,300. You know what I say? Bull hockey. Bull hockey. There There were hundreds of thousands of people that complained to the FCC, if you want to know my honest opinion. And so we need to keep the heat on them. As I said, my, one of my goals is to make sure that never happens again. So people can go to FCC, God, I wish I had it in front of me, .gov, maybe, whatever. And it's really easy to file a formal complaint against that halftime show. But here's the, here's the tough part. Are you ready? Folks, here comes the tough part. You've got to go say something to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say, hey, pastor, how, how long are, you gonna, are we going to let this go on, brother? How long are we going to let this go on? Pastor, I shouldn't have to live in a home where I have to guard during the Super Bowl whether or not soft porn is going to show up in my house. And we know this, Pastor. We are the salt of the earth. We, we can't trust the government. We can't trust the media outlets. We can't trust Pepsi. We can't trust the NFL. We are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses 
Jesus is Savior, it's henceforth good for nothing. Pastor, are we good for nothing? Don't we need to stand up and begin to talk about this stuff? Yes, push yes. back against this stuff. Amen. That's, that's my heart, David. Amen. That's my heart. But see, this battle can be won. I'm telling you, this battle with the NFL is going to be so easy to win. That They will never do that again. They will never put that smut on TV. Trust me. Mm. They're never going to do it again. Why? Because I just know that the Lord's behind it, and they're going to be exposed, and they're not going to do it. But how long are we going to sit back and allow this kind of stuff to continue to flourish under the watchful eye of the church? Mm. That's my question, and, that, and that's, what, that's what we're trying to do to wake people up. FCC. Go to the FCC. It is .gov. Complaint. It is FCC.gov right on the home page there. It's really simple. On the right-hand side, there are three boxes in dark blue. File a consumer complaint file a public comment or file a public safety report. Well, you want to file a, a consumer complaint or a public comment and let them know about whatever primetime show or commercials. And by the way, here's another step that parents and Christians need to take, contacting the advertisers and not supporting the advertisers that promote the garbage on television. Go ahead, Dave, share your thoughts on that as well. It was a it was a Pepsi halftime show. I gave them a I gave them a good call on it, and then I listen, friends. Go to that FCC.gov website, and look at look at the restri- look at the restrictions. They lay out for you what the restrictions are supposed to be between the hours of nine a.m. and nine p.m. David, it is illegal to publish. Uh, they don't use the term porn. I can't remember what they use. When it is reasonably possible that young children are viewing, it says it in their own guidelines. Wow. Now, now we know, we know, by the way, they are been busted by uh, Janet, the Janet Jackson thing 14 years ago. But see, again, they just keep giving us more and more and more smut. And they know that we're going to take it because we're waiting to get out of here anyway. It's just going to get worse. And what good would it do? And we want to love people. And we don't want to. In the meantime, they're taking transgenders and bringing them into your local library and trying to indoctrinate your grandkids in transgenderism and homosexuality while we play patty cake in church. I'm not mad. It just seems like it. No, I praise God for your passion, Dave. And I wish uh, more Christians would be able to stand up like that and speak their mind. We speak the truth in love. That's our guideline from Ephesians, and that's what we do, but we don't back down on speaking the truth. I want to share one comment that came in uh, from a pastor about the Super Bowl halftime show. It says it's supposed to be a family-friendly event. The halftime show was a snapshot view of how low the moral compass of our country has dropped. And he said, shame on the NFL and Pepsi. Stop buying Pepsi products now. Well, my wife and I stopped about at least uh, uh, 10 years ago when we found out what they were supporting. They're all into the uh, LGBT movement, and I'm not sure if they're in supporting Planned Parenthood or not. But by the way, I just got a text, Dave, from one of our listeners who said, remember the Green Bay Packers, one of the uh, organizations that the foundation supports is Planned Parenthood. So sadly, (laughs) sadly, that's the truth. Sadly, that's the truth. But let, that shows where they that shows where they are, right? In yeah. fact, it's one of the things that we're considering with our lawsuit is do we include every NFL team? Do you mean to tell me that, that the owners of the of the well, I guess people own the Green Bay Packers, but you mean to tell me the organizations had no idea what was coming at halftime? You mean to tell me the owner, the general manager of the New York Giants is sitting there and that show comes on, he says, Oh my goodness. Oh no. Surprise, surprise. Don't tell me that. No, no, I think no, no. they weren't surprised. Well, they knew what it was. every one of us, if we were to be honest, Dave, every one of us knew what was going to happen when you found out that J-Lo and Shakira were doing the halftime show. We knew what their we knew what their routines are like. We know what their music's like. We know what their goal is. But here's the thing. The performance which really set women's progress as as something more than uh, sex objects back at least a half a century. It was packed with uh, belly dancing, pole dancing, other sexually suggestive gestures and moves, and so much gyration on the part of the singers that it's only by the grace of God their skimpy metallic costumes didn't fall off. Uh, there, there was just so much. It just went on and on. And I so, 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry. David, listen, here's what I say to people. See, everyone said to me, just turn it off. Just turn it off. And you know what I said? Hold your ears. Why should I have to? 
<laughs> Why should I have to turn it off, right? Mm. And so when I called when I called Pepsi, when I called the NFL, I started playing their own game with. I said, listen, I represent millions in the Christian community. You've heard of the homosexual community, the transgender community, and the minority community, and the black community. Hey, I represent tens of millions of Christians in the Christian community. Amen. We're sick of it. And say, hey, we've got to begin to fight like that, brother. We have to learn to take their language and use their language because we, <laughs> we don't understand how this game is won. And I know this in the very depth of who I am. The Lord hates abortion. He hates homosexuality. He hates transgenderism. He hates idolatry. He hates it all. And the question we need to ask ourselves is why don't we? Amen. Amen. Got a couple of lines I want to read from an article that the activist mommy put up on her website, and it says it's— She's a great friend of, she's a great friend of mine. She and I went to church together. Praise God. We, we had her on the show a couple <laughs> months ago. we got to get her back. She says, it's simple, folks. What appears on our TV screens is a reflection of the society that allows it. As long as yep. we continue to support this godless event with our viewership, we can only expect it to get— Worse, And then, um, remember, you brought up the uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, quote, a wardrobe malfunction. I believe the FCC received uh, over 540,000 complaints at that time. That was 2004. And Mm -hmm. Dave, do you uh, have an idea of about how many complaints the FCC received over the um, J-Lo, Shakira, uh, Pepsi, NFL halftime, Super Bowl, uh, soft corn, uh, porn stripper sex show? Not that many, right? Because we've become softened, right? The salt has become sugar. We've mm-hmm. lost our impact. We've become honey and molasses. We don't stand up and fight against anything. And see, my, my message continues to be this. I want to protect the innocent. How many young children were sitting around watching that video with no adult in the room? What was going on at the churches where they're having a Super Bowl and they didn't, that uh, halftime, they turned the halftime show off to do a Bible study? Well, they're complicit in it as well. They're complicit as well. And we've got to stand up. And if, hey, brother, a squeaky wheel gets the grease, last I heard. Mm. And that's what, that's what makes me so stinking angry is think how many people support Franklin Graham. I love Franklin Graham. I'm not making fun of it. Franklin Graham, leave something for us here, please. Hey, you ought to see my email. It's blowing up over the last two weeks with people say, go, coach. Yeah. Go. <laughs> well, Christians want somebody to stand up for him. Well, we want to understand um, what the—we're going to take a break right now, but we want to understand when we come back what the steps that a person has to take to, t- to go to the— uh, extent that you are in actually meeting with attorneys and planning to sue the NFL and Pepsi. And we want to find out more about that and how that process is uh, working out with uh, Coach Dave on Stand Up For The Truth when we come back. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. And we have Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer on line with us. And uh, Dave has a podcast broadcast weekdays. Uh, Dave, how can people tune in and actually hear it or check out the archives? Oh, they don't want to miss it, but it's a they got to put on a helmet and shoulder pads and a belt before they join to buckle themselves <laughs> in. It's Coach Dave live. I tell everybody I'm Coach Dave, and I'm live. And it is a live interactive. It's like a talk show like, like you're doing. It's on the Internet. But it's, uh, we do it through uh, uh, Google Hangout where you actually can see people's faces. So our call-in audience, you can see them and you can talk to them. It's, it's fascinating. So we're using that to try to waken up men and get men involved in the game and having great success at it. It's all free, all archived, seven, five days a week at CoachDaveLive.com. Thanks for letting me uh, throw that out. Oh, not a problem. We'll put the link in today's podcast post at StandUpForTheTruth.com. You will also be in town in about a week and a half, uh, March 13 and 14, at the Wisconsin mm-hmm. Christian News Ministry Expo and Conference. You'll be speaking there with a lot of others. Uh, Curtis Bowers is going to be there and, and, oh, man. and many more. So tell us a little bit about that, and uh, it's going to be at the Marshfield Mall in Marshfield, Wisconsin. Yeah, for red, people who are red-pilled or want to be red-pilled, people who really want to understand the times in which we live and know what it is in Israel, what, uh, uh, men of Israel knew what, what, uh, 
what time it was and what uh, what they needed to do. And so, you know, it's the seed of the serpent gets the seed of the woman. It's very clear. Genesis, the Lord said, I'll put an enmity between seed of the serpent and seed of the woman. Eternal struggle between right and wrong, good and evil. It's playing out right in front of us. And what we try to do at the ministry expose is try to show you what the other team's doing. Don't you think that would be a good idea? The Lord said that we're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. So we get people together, got a lot of speakers, good speakers, and they're going to show you what's going on behind the scenes, what's happening. Rather than just what we see on our TV screens, what's going on behind the scenes that makes that appear on our TV screen. And our pe- my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So Christians, I hate to say this, some of the most uninformed and misinformed people that I know regarding the culture yes. are Christians. They're yes. Christians. And we, we, we need to know what's going on. So that's what the expo is all about. Yes, and so uh, you can get that information. We'll put that uh, on our website as well. Um, now, going back to the lawsuit now, you're suing Pepsi, the NFL. You're trying to, to get through the logistics of that. And uh, you said, I'm quoting from an article. You did an interview with Fox 8 in Ohio. I was appalled at what I saw. And then you said, my greatest complaint isn't that the halftime isn't the halftime show itself. It's the fact that the NFL gave no warning. Here we are watching mm-hmm. a football game. Next thing you know, a porn show breaks out. That's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's kind of interesting you say that because yeah, what what about this for mature audiences only warning? You see that a lot on programs before right. certain programs. It you know then then there's the G V S all these different letters they have to depict what you're about to see in this program. There was nothing going into David, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. How about show. this one? They put warnings on my Facebook page, right? Wow. On my Facebook page, they give people warnings. But yet they're going to bring it right into the living room and they don't give me a warning on it. See, I think if the NFL allowed them to put a warning on there, they'd be admitting what's coming, wouldn't they, David? And I don't think I'd... They want to sneak it in there on us, right? That's a good oh, point. No, oh, change the channel. Oh, you should expect it. No, I don't expect it. I don't mm-hmm. expect it. And David, it's deeper than that too. Okay, I said to somebody else, can you imagine if a halftime show had been a program mocking homosexuality? Can you imagine if they did a halftime show on the medical consequences of what homosexuals do? Can you imagine the outrage that would have come from the left? Well, where's our outrage, David? Where, exactly. Where's our outrage? And see, that's part of the game, too, isn't it? They know there isn't going to be much of an outrage from our side because we grin and bear it and smile because, by the way, we're going to be out here very soon. It, it, it grieves my heart. It just grieves my heart. So what are the steps? What are the next steps, Dave, that that you have to take? Uh, I'm sure you're still contacting, uh, getting advice from attorneys. And what are the next mm-hmm. steps, and how is this going to play out, do you think? Well, we... we uh, plan to file something again david this is very very convoluted i mean there's a lot of people that are involved with a lot of agencies you can see a lot so our attorneys are here's what i did okay i went on uh i I went on the show i went on my own show i went on other service i need a thousand people to send me 50 bucks and a thousand people send me 50 bucks and then we're going to really really get after it well i wish i could say a thousand people did see they like to complain don't they david they like to complain but they won't send 50 bucks if we had $50,000, we could really get whacking all over. We've got enough. we raised enough so far that at least the attorneys have taken the money and they're getting involved with it. And we're, we're in for the long haul. And I, and I know this as we begin to, to do this and people really see that we're doing it and we're really, really serious. I believe I believe the dollars of money. Hey, this money is no issue. <laughs> Come on. For God, we're no. $21 trillion, $21 trillion in debt. Money's meaningless. Wake up, folks. Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> They use it however they want to. We're too honest. You know, we want to pay all of our bills and do all that other stuff. The other guys, they just borrow and then pound us over the head with the money they borrow. So uh, that's, that's how we get started, David. It was, uh, I asked people to go to my website and send us 50,000 of them, send us 50 bucks. You'd have thought that had been done in five minutes, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, $50, yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot to most of us. Um, who, especially if it's uh, something, a cause that we believe in. But I think, like you said, I think a lot of people are going, is he serious? So, I mean, you, yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of people are waiting to see, well, well, are you really going to do it? Is it really going to make a difference? And uh, yeah, I believe it it could. Um, So it's it's just, uh, it's fascinating to talk to you about this and how, how you would do that. We know how to go to the uh, FCC.gov site and complain to the FCC about 
you know, television programming. Most people know how to do that, just a couple of clicks and then an email. But to actually file a lawsuit to something this massive, meaning uh, Pepsi and the NFL, and um, I, I don't think the teams have any, anything to do with it. They, they're just part of the NFL. They, but everyone knew what was coming. Let me just ask you this. During the halftime show, before and after, there were a lot of advertisers um, what about those advertisers there? Just uh, they knew they were going to be advertising, including Pepsi, the halftime uh, show during the Super Bowl. So they are advertisers that knew what was coming as well and wanted to promote it. Yeah, I would say not only that, I bet they pay, I bet they paid extra to be on part of that. I, I would imagine. Right? Mm, yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, that's now you see why I'm saying this is very, very convoluted. And where do you start? I think, David. We're starting probably first with the FCC because they clearly dropped the ball on what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to protect us, brother. Yeah, they're, they're supposed, supposed to be a warning. Yeah, that's right. Now, but something in their own bylaws. It right? was it was sexually explicit, and there should have been a warning. It was not appropriate for a G general audience, right? No, no. Uh, sorry, not appropriate for anybody. Want well, my honest opinion? Now, I'm not a prude. I understand that that uh, people are going to watch what they're going to watch. I wasn't. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. But I'm not going to give tacit approval to that. Say, oh yeah, that's okay. It's just a halftime. No, no, it is not okay. It was unbelievably offensive to me and to millions and millions of Christians who are doing their best to try to raise their children in a godly manner. And the last thing they knew need is to have to fight the daggone NFL. Mm. They don't want to have to do that. And as long as we remain silent, then we're going to get uh, we'll get another one next year. Yeah, we probably will. Well, I'm sure they'll back off a little bit next year and then maybe in a few years, you know, we'll get back to where we were. But I want to just kind of shift gears a little bit. We've only got three and a half minutes left with you, Dave. Um, Let's talk about movies briefly. They are massively influential and they make a lot of money in the theaters and we have a choice whether we go to the theater or not. Well, it's interesting. I'm looking at studies from the past that um, certain years, the the G-rated films, they gross, like, for example, this particular year, they grossed over $120 million at the box office. PG-rated films averaged $69 million. PG-13, $51 million. And there were double or triple the R-rated films that only grossed $18 million. But yet they continue to put them out there. Doesn't that send some sort of a message to uh, the producers, film producers, movie producers that the most people are going to the more the family oriented films? And and I guess uh, they continue to put out the trash, don't they? Well, they have an agenda. They are of their father, the devil and the work of their father. They will do. And if you, if we think that Hollywood is only worried about money. No, no, brother. They're trying to advance. Mm. Uh, they're trying to advance a culture. Don't let there be Interesting, an yeah. anti. Yeah, an anti-Christ a culture. Don't don't ever miss that. And it's like President Trump says all the time. Ultimately, Christians. We got to remember this. They hate us. They hate Christ, and they hate us. Now, oh, we got a decision. We got to make. Are we going to take it, or are we going to push back, stand up, push back, and demand? God-given rights we've all been given. Yes, See, that's yes. That's what the battle's all about. Hey, Dave, um, uh, we've got a minute and a half. I really want to get your take real quick. I forgot to ask you this earlier. Um, there's a new film coming out called The Hunt, and Universal Studios recently announced they are going to release it, release it after some flack last year uh, in 3,000 theaters nationwide. I believe it's going to be in about a week and a half. But this uh, this hunt... It, if people don't know about it, it casts Hillary Swank as the ringleader of a gang of wealthy liberal snobs who try to wipe out a group of assorted individuals who have mm. right-wing views, and they can pretty much, you can tell them it's their Trump supporters. But the movie used to be mm. called, it's not confirmed, but the movie was originally titled Red State versus Blue State. And, wow. and there's someone that said, why would anyone think it's a great idea? to have a movie about hunting down someone who doesn't agree with them politically. It's just, mm. and, and, and will they take no responsibility if there's any more violence toward, for example, conservatives or Christians or Trump supporters after this movie comes out? I just want to get your take on that. I don't know if you well, heard about the hunt. 
I had not, but ultimately this is what divide and conquer. Ultimately, this is where it's heading. And I try to tell people that we better have an urgency, David, because a year from now or just eight, eight months from now, after that election, if you think things are going to get better, oh, man, mm-hmm. if, the, if the right wins again, those people are on the left are going to go nuts. Yep. And if they win, they're going to get vengeance, brother. So yeah. I'm, I, I just tell everybody, you better get your eyes open and you better buckle up and you better be prepared for what I believe to be the most cataclysmic time in American history, equaling that of uh, – of the Civil War. I believe that really and truly is at our door. Now, I'm not for it. When when I spoke to the FBI, they said, are you trying to incite violence? I said, dudes, I'm trying to prevent it. I'm trying to prevent it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Wake up. Dude, let's do what's right. But the, the, the devil is on a rampage, brother. He's not a he is. And we're losing you a little bit, uh, the connection here, uh, but we're talking to Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, and you can go to CoachDaveLive.com. He's with Pass the Salt Ministries, and uh, we'll get more information in the podcast today. Thank you so much for spending the hour with us, Dave. We appreciate it. God bless you and protect you in the work you continue yeah. to do. Thanks, David. I hope to see some of you up there in Marshfield here next weekend. Yep, sounds good. Uh, Dave, thank you. Dave Dobbenmeyer. When we come back, a couple more guests the rest of this week. Can't wait to tell you about. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth. Uh, Spike and I were talking uh, during the break, and uh, he said one, a couple things you can't say about Coach Dave, that uh, he's not passionate and committed, <laughs> but God bless him for all that he's doing to raise awareness about these issues. And primetime television has been just a cesspool of filth going on decades now. We just need to take a couple steps and, and go uh, complain, let the FCC know what we feel about it, and maybe that'll make a little dent. Um, tomorrow's guest, Hillary Morgan Ferrer. The book is Mama Bear Apologetics, Empowering Your Kids to Challenge Cultural Lies. Uh, Thursday, prophecy expert John Haller. We will be discussing coronavirus. And then Friday, pro-life speaker and activist, Heather Hobbs joins us, another first-time guest. Uh, Monday, actually, another first. Two, Tuesday, I'm looking at next week. Oh, it's just going to be a, a very exciting getting to know more of these people we're bringing on the show. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, please email comments at standupforthetruth.com. And by the way, you can email anytime, 24-7, comments at standupforthetruth.com, and we will read them on the air, or we will take into consideration the guests that you might request. Well, thank you again for listening. Share our podcast on social media. We appreciate you helping us raise awareness and stand up for the truth. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.